the theme for the uh, afternoon talk is the way. <coughs> the way. W A Y. The path. The road. The, the metaphor, as it is. In the previous days of the retreat together, I've made reference to the Four Noble Truths. The order of the four is rather important. First, there's the dukkha, problems of life. Second, causes and conditions that give rise to them. Third, the resolution and fourth the way if we use our mind for the logical order one might have thought first noble truth second noble truth third noble truth would be the way fourth noble truth would be at the end of the way taking that kind of order the understanding that emerges from this is that for some there is a realization that takes place. Listen to an inquiry yesterday evening on this theme. And out of realization there emerges a fresh exploration. And the understanding that is that it is not to, as it were, get somewhere along the path, but the way is noble unto itself. I try to explain it, not, not so easy. The person enters into Dharma practice. And she or he listens to teachings and talks. She and he, us, we engage in practice. We meditate. We bring mindfulness. We look at ethics. We explore our activities. We're concerned with our livelihood. We see what is worth making an effort about. We de develop some uh, changes where necessary in our intentions etc. All of that belongs to the field of the way that we endeavour to, as it were, um, ensure every stone is turned up. We look at everything. And therefore our practice is not and never restricted to a sitting form, never restricted to a method or technique, but as much and as fully as possible, it's a total engagement with life, with all of its beauty and its pain. For some, in various ways, some realization takes place. And the realization makes that third noble truth noble. It makes the first one noble and the second. 
So ordinary mind and ordinary consciousness and ordinary everyday existence when we suffer we struggle through it we're caught up in it we're distressed over it when there is some realization that has taken place the whole attitude to the four noble truths undergoes a significant and rather fundamental change. And what is precious about this fundamental change is the profound and deep interest in everything that is going on, one thing, and that the third noble truth, called the resolution of suffering, called realization, making real, realization, and the way in fact, become the same event. And very, very important. It's made noble because it's this, that is the path, it's called the Noble Eightfold Path, noble resolution, because the outcome of realization is expressed in a noble way of living. It is expressed in a path which has been made noble by the realization. And it's not that the path made noble by realization that one carries any idea it's getting me somewhere to some end. The realization has been understood. Something has been realized which is inconceivable, which one has the sense that truth is there, one's tasted of truth, or touched truth, or smelt it, or felt it. And the outcome of that realization is revealed as much as possible, as clearly as possible, we hope, in the way of life. And therefore the noble path and realization are in fact the same event. The same event. And the old duality of the path to realization, that's a conventional duality, the path to nirvana, the path towards the end of suffering, has, is over, is finished. One has realized something. And that realization emerges as finding fulfillment and the exploration of fulfillment in our understanding, in our intentions, in our communications, in our effort, etc. And what also stands out for us as well in the all too humanness of it is. At times, one loses the sense of noble realization or noble path, loses the sense of that. And we have issues or pain or anguish or hurt or suffering or disappointment or whatever to deal with. And it stands out even more clearly. And the reason it stands out even 
the anguish or the difficulties or the problems stand out even more clearly because we've had a really profound taste of no problem <laughs> had a really profound taste of what realization is of what the end of a, uh, a anguish is or what going beyond body and mind is or what profound intimacy is we've had a taste of it we know what it's like we know the sense of it we know it directly and once we know something very very clearly and it's realized very very directly when we experience or feel distant from it it will stand out even more the analogy which I uh, often use is going into these old Gothic cathedrals still scattered around uh, Europe and one goes up to the uh, altar at the front of the church and with some of them the architects made a little glass at the very top and the beam of light shines through onto the top of the altar right onto the cross it might there and the light is extraordinarily clear it just shines through with a single beam beautiful to see and therefore one also sees just how much dust there is in the church <laughs> that's what light does <laughs> it reveals more than we would wish <laughs> so the noble realization and the uh, path is made uh, becomes noble as a result of uh, realization so therefore we are able because that realization to bring more light to situations and the bare actuality, the hard actuality is therefore it will bring out the dust it has to and sometimes it's not that the level of suffering is increasing it's not that necessarily that we're feeding it it's just that we're that much closer to the fire and sometimes it burns yet we have to get close to the fire to put it out so sometimes we have to take a little bit more heat in our situation whatever they are but getting close to it is a chance to put it out And therefore this all embraces the dynamics of a human being in our full engagement with life. For some, having a taste of what realization is, that makes the path noble. It's an ennobling truth, makes the path uh, noble. And others may say, so far from my experience, look at my life I cannot say I've had any deep realization I'm not sure what is being referred to I can't relate to it in any way and then the path or the way 
is the practice to maximize causes and conditions for that to happen. And therefore we explore all the processes with, with all the reflections that we've been speaking about together so that realization can take, take place and in the realization the way of life is made noble by it. Some will say, does that mean to say in terms of the way that I am practicing listening to teachings, meditating, reflecting, living a mindful life, cultivating of kindness and love. Is it that I am practicing and then at some point, hopefully in the near future rather than the far future, something will happen to me which is a significant shift inside and in that significant shift inside it would be so obvious and clear to me I'll be able to say as a human being ah this is realization or if one likes the I word I've had a realization one must be free to use the I word some prefer to say this this is this is realization rather than I have but either way is fine and therefore there is a kind of quantum leap or shift from how I looked at things before, then there's a significant event, and then from that significant event I've changed. And the effect of which this path is not towards a goal, I know what the goal is. I've tasted it, I've felt it, I've sensed it, and know it. And therefore the goal is known through insight, through experience, through realization. Therefore the path is then noble afterwards. Extraordinary insights of the Buddha on all of this. The only thing is with all of this, no matter what the experiences that we may have, no matter what kind of environment they, they may arise, it still requires some inner movement of the inner life to confirm it. Something has to be conceived and registered, even the words, this is realization, <coughs> this is discovery, this is deeper than uh, what I've known before, or whatever. So there seems to be some movement that goes on to give confirmation. To use uh, the Buddha, use the very bold language of complete enlightenment, unexcelled, meaning it can't go further than this. Strong language that, uh, that he used. It took the application of words to determine something, to state this is how it is. It doesn't, my listening to people, it quite often doesn't work like that. So, what I mean is, 
we may be practicing the way, we may be listening to teaching, we may engage in some dialogue, we may be reading a book, keeping a journal, being in the nature, and something happens, as I mentioned, and one can always recall that time and place. Maybe it happened several times, in different circumstances, and one, we can remember significant life-changing moments for us. And there's some realization is there, or realization is there. However, inner life is more, sometimes more mysterious than that. And what I mean is, there can be deep and profound realization which confirms the truth of the third noble truth and there is no recollection of it. This is, there is no moment or day, or in the Buddha's case, night, no incident, no significant event that one can recall and say, in that moment or on that day or at that time something very profound happened to me. There are some who clearly can. That person knows the day, the time, the hour, or the days, the time, the hour, so to speak. They know, they know profound things have shifted. Things in the life has been made noble by it. Much more light in life and much more aware of the dust that goes with it. Take one, you get the other. But as I say, to repeat a little bit, it can be that there is no recollection of anything substantial or concrete as an event. Yet the life is realized and it's made noble by that realization, though one can't re recollect nor recall anything in time. People that I know and talk with and communicate with, who in the sharing of their insights, in the sharing of their realizations, in the sharing of their understanding, some based on a major or significant change in their life, the Buddha clearly had one called the Bodhi tree. Major, radical turning point in his life, unquestionably so. And there are others who can speak from the same understanding, the same realization of liberation, of the inconceivable, of the truly insubstantial. And it's authentic, but there's no memory with it. No particular recollection of something special. And that person is not speaking from a place of theory, or uh, abstract, or mind, or concept. Anyone who takes uh, 
view one way or the other. It means we may not be appreciating the extraordinariness of the flavors of what realization is. Sometimes it's conscious and in time, and sometimes it's not in time, the way it happens. Some seem to be born like it, some seem to be grow into it, some seem to have a, a way of life which is in accordance with something authentic and true. Some seem to have come to it through a whole manner of what we call the way. And others never heard of the way, never heard of the Dharma. Meditation, what's that? Mindfulness, what's that? Practice, what's that? Never listened to a teacher or teaching, never picked up a book, and their life is still in harmony with the truth of things. There are, these people are around. You shouldn't just think they are, they're all in the Buddhist club. <laughs> or any religious one for that matter, or whatever. So, keeping our eyes and ears open, it's sometimes that we, you and I, formulate a little bit more into language. Clearly the language is not so important. It's a realization and the understanding. And some live in accordance with truth, don't water it down. Keep true and steady to uh, truth there. Give harmony and sense of well-being to the inner life, for sure. Makes it very clear when one is drifting away or uh, losing it. And sometimes such people simply do not have the language to share nor communicate the truth which they live. There's some people simply do not have the words. But the being <coughs> is true. The being is true to something. Regardless of having the words or not having the words. One of the factors that link up with all of this and um, yesterday in listening to uh, Nicole's uh, uh, reflections and uh, talk on the uh, inner guide, yeah, I was giving a little uh, thought to it uh, afterwards, and just at the just at the end, and. Uh, and because we had the inquiry touching on karma and uh, rebirth, so we were really in the big field. 
there, which is always uh, interesting, that I was given a reflection to the text. And there are plenty of places in the time of the, the, the Buddha. One hears it a, a lot, sometimes superficially, but sometimes with genuine depth as well. Of the, the voice which comes to us. The voice which comes to us. And that voice which uh, comes to us may come in different ways. And part of the task, our task, is to be receptive to that. And the reason I was thinking with regard to the text, because of the references to the gods and goddesses, the Brahmas and the Devas, and always the impression which is, is given is that with the Brahmas and the Devas, the gods and the goddesses that come, that they serve as a kind of important reminder to us. Essentially about the third noble truth and the fourth noble truth. And that voice, or voices, can come from a wide range of resources. And then, in the kind of poetic and mystical uh, language, the voice comes and has something to say to us and we respond to it. And this is the voice of wisdom. That can be in the dream. It can be in just sitting in the coffee shop and hearing somebody else's conversation. So they're not even talking to us, we're just being nosy. And we're listening. And in the middle of that conversation, something is said and it touches a deep place inside. Whoa! The voice of the gods has just come through somebody else. Sometimes it's the inner voice. Perhaps the, the clearest feature of the inner voice of wisdom or the inner guide or the uh, uh, inner, teach, inner teacher within us is when there's love. One of the, the strongest expressions of the inner voice, it shows love. And, as uh, Nicole was uh, telling us, that this constant issue with uh, regard to the inner critic, the inner judge, which in such an obscenely competitive society like ours, right from the way we treat our children in school, all the pressures that go upon to succeed. It's a very competitive world. And to some degree, uh, in, affected by our misunderstanding of Darwin and 
theory of evolution and survival of the fittest and all of this in some way or other feeds unhealthily into the human psyche especially in our culture that it easily breeds more and more of the inner critic and the inner judge it's competitiveness that does this as a social phenomenon exams and uh, the way sports are set up and uh, in uh, career, in business, our governments always telling us our competitors will get the better of us unless we work harder. All this is feeding, 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 judging, comparing and all the pressure upon us there. So all of that is going to be at some expense of love for each other Love for animals and love for our environment. And always, however, one has to be a little careful with all of this, of not getting caught into a dualism of life, which has been a problem for human beings for a long time, which is essentially good against evil. One's always got to watch this one. And one's got to watch that one inside of oneself as well. Good love. Inner guide. Bad, wrong, problem. Inner critic. If we grasp more towards one inwardly, all too human, but if we grasp more towards one, the very grasping is the invitation to the other. It has to be. If I grasp towards one thing, oh, I only want to listen to that wise voice inside of me. I only want to listen to inner wisdom, which we do. When I grasp onto it, the grasping is a reaction to the old. It's a resistance. And in the resistance, it's back. It's back. So we, 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 we love, and I, I, sometimes in different places, I'm, I'm thinking different parts of the world here. When we are... Uh, in outer circumstances, with the inner life and the outer life, so-called, that goes on. The awareness that we bring is to find ways to bring love to life with as much care as we can as part of the way of a, of a fulfilling life, while it isn't easy, paying acknowledgement and recognizing and staying steady with that which is problematic. I've, as a human being, in other words, I've got to be able to hold the Four Noble Truths. I'll say I definitely prefer number three and four, thank you. 
I prefer not to have to deal with number one and two. <laughs> one, two, three and four. Somehow I've got to embrace it all. Because the more I grasp, cling, hold on to, keeping three and four, the more one and two is going to hit me in the face. The more I hold to one position, the more the other will give me trouble. So when we're speaking of wisdom and clarity and staying true to something, it's that capacity to hold the way which we love and we explore, which we're doing here, to hold realizations, either because we know them already or because we feel there's the potential, to hold or, hold or uh, accommodate the way to accommodate the resolutions either in the past or in the present or maybe potential in the future. But Dharma says to us again and again all four noble truths. I'm of course I lean towards number three and four. But I don't want to lean too far in that favourable direction because I won't have any wisdom to, to, work, to deal with one and two. Sometimes my dear friends would say, Oh Christopher, I was so really listening to my inner teacher, listening to my outer teacher, listening to the voice of wisdom in the coffee shop. <laughs> or to the uh, tremendous insights of that uh, uh, drugs rock and roll singer <laughs> or whatever oh voices wisdom inner and outer no question um, but now I can't cope with what I'm feeling I can't handle this pain I can't cope with this distress or this anxiety, or this uh, issue, whatever. And sometimes one has to wonder, has one, have we identified so strongly, the self identified so strongly with wisdom, so strongly with resolution, so strongly with realization, so strongly with the noble path, the noble way, identified so strongly with it, that one can't bear the harsh actuality that this suffering arises and when we've identified so much with one in an uncompromising way it gets that much more harder to deal with difficulties we've got no resources left because the idea is coming in the mind I shouldn't be feeling this after all my practice, I shouldn't be having, I shouldn't be suffering like this. After all my practice, I should be much clearer. After all my practice, yawn, yawn, I should be much wiser. After all my practice, I should be listening to my inner guru, my inner teacher, the Buddha, Jesus, all of them. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm suffering. 
gone too far over in the holding and in the identification with and then the, there's something goes wrong and then it gets intensified and more problematic and <coughs> not embracing the Four Noble Truths and it goes the other way as well and we've all experienced this, poor teachers get it in the neck all the time and that is Oh, you've been practicing all these years. You should know better. <laughs> you go around boasting. You've, you've been, your whole adult life. Let me say, oh, whole adult life has been involved in the Dharma. My whole life has been involved in re religion. Thank you, mummy. And uh, yeah. and you're teaching mindfulness. My, my, my daughter will say you're the most unmindful person I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life <laughs> etc so sometimes we have the outer uh, uh, level so when we think people of practice or people of realization or people of the noble way or, or whatever the inner critic, the inner judge, can come out even stronger against, even stronger condemning. He, she, they ought to know better. I mean, look what happened to him. Nails. Romans didn't like him. Nailed for talking about love. So, what about the rest of us? We, we get off lightly. <laughs> so again, it still takes some wisdom and clarity in this body called the Four Noble Truths to be able, in exploring the way, either to look very carefully with regard to ourselves Are we leaning, as I said, so far in one direction that the effect of it is we become increasingly intolerant or even willing to understand the causes and conditions which make for our suffering? We think we should know better. We think by this time we should be clear. We think by this time we should be wise. This is all the inner judge, the inner critic. So sometimes, you know, the tradition has said, the way is long. Sometimes we need to remember that. Or similarly, we can do it, as I say, the same inner reaction can go upon others. By now, he or she should know better. He or she is... The... Why? We only live out of the causes and conditions that we are. And this is what love actually is about. It's what noble realization is about. It's what the noble way is, 
is about. Very human. Trying to touch something divine. And let something extraordinary be present, available in our in our life. Yet our humanity is there too. So is everybody else's. Sometimes people say to me, I feel worse off because I started meditation. <laughs> I feel worse off because I started practice. We should never heard of it. We should never heard of Dharma. We should never heard of this, that and the other. We should never heard of everything you say. It's a fair enough comment. Dear old awareness in life is completely impersonal. That very element of awareness or mindfulness, same thing here, just will reveal. That's its function. It sheds its light on anything and everything. That's its purpose. And sometimes we will say to ourselves or to others, I wish I didn't know what I know. I wish I didn't have to live with all that this awareness has revealed to me. But it does. It doesn't in itself make life easier. It's not an easy event. It's not an easy event to live the life through. For anybody. But there is more possibility of living clearly and in a truthful and realized way when we are willing and maybe the risk too to bring more awareness to it what faith is to middle eastern religions awareness is to the dharma And if we're kind of willing to engage in all of that, I would say this is not only an act of love for oneself, in the deepest and best spirit of it, it's actually an act of love for life. Say, so I want to be, I want to live aware, with awareness. I want to live a conscious life. I want to really see this thing which I'm going through, and others are going through day in and day out. I really want to keep my eyes and ears open. I'll go through the pain, I'll go through the struggle, but I'm determined I'm not going to sleepwalk through it. I'd rather walk awake through hell 
than be numb. Rather, explore and, and feel the engagement with all events and trust that something's invaluable about it. And as the Buddha said, with the noble ones, and we may see and know this through our experience as well, that sometimes there is enough awareness in life, there is enough awareness in life, there is no turning back. What was old and not worthwhile and not workable and not healthy and was compromising and watering down and not staying true to something when some of us no, we can't go back to it. Not possible. Just not possible to do it. And that called stream-enterer, means it's entering into the stream, entering into the current of life, entering into a way of life which the Buddha calls noble, and it's made noble once there is the realization that there's no going back. One may not ever go on a retreat again, <laughs> in minor event. <laughs> but somewhere deep inside one knows there can't be a return to the, to the old, to the sleepy condition. And that things which seem to be so important, making money, becoming famous, career, ownership, possessions, uh, status, ego feeding stuff, it just, it's just lost the taste. And once that corner has been turned, then more essential things will come out. It's called love. It's called the way, the noble way. It's called the willingness to stay true to something as much as possible. With all the difficulties that go with it. Then we have an understanding, oh, this is what the way is. And the way and realization is the same event. It's exactly the same event. Quite something. May all beings live with love. May all beings live with awareness. May all beings realize the noble way. So let's have a couple of quiet minutes, shall we? <clears throat>